The dreaded comedy week has finally arrived and the contestants are filling their seltzer spray bottles preparing for battle. Will they be able to dodge the banana cream pie of judgment or will they be slapped in the face with the rubber chicken of elimination? Find out this week on America's Next Top Podcaster. Welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster, the podcast that asks you to sniff the reality competition flower on its lapel so that it can spray you with the podcast education instead. My name's Bobby Frankenberger. Last week was a tough one on the show where we learned some really important lessons about tone and messaging while trying to educate everyone on how to educate in podcasts. But we made it through, and now we are in week seven of the competition. And this season, week seven is Comedy Week. Oh yes, everyone's favorite week to hate. The teams have been asked to create comedy podcasts, and this week their maximum show length has been increased to 15 minutes. They can make their show about anything they want and use any format they want, but they're being required to use some form of archive audio. This can be almost anything. Old news broadcasts, royalty-free television show audio, commercials, anything they want, really. The trick is to incorporate it into their show in such a way that it doesn't feel tacked on or forced. The first team we're going to follow along with are the Unsolicited Manuscripts. This is the team made up of Kelly Colby, Ken Palashok, and Jason Peters. Theirs was one of only two teams this week, since all the contestants were combined to make two teams of three. The teams got together right away after judging was over and started to work on their ideas. However, they realized very quickly that one person on their team had never edited before in their life, and were considering letting them edit this for the first time in comedy week let's see how it goes but yes to your to your earlier point i would i i i am kind of edited out right now and if you could take that that would be wonderful um i have edited it's my week to go home no problem i got this well (laughs) i will say however i have a request though i'm so sorry ken i have a request though and that is can we please record it all together because that'll make the editing easier for me because I can cheat that way. Yeah. Because if will. I have to add each track back in, I'm I there's no way I'm gonna learn that in four days. What do you mean if you have to add each track back in? How do okay, look, that's how little I know about editing. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even you know, know what program to download. I do feel like probably doing something scripted would be much easier to edit than something unscripted. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, I think they asked for scripted for comedy. Just because you're editor doesn't mean you have to do all the editing you know what i mean like we could do like a rough edit of our stuff if that helps well it won't help if it's not this it it, i no. um let me like i said i don't even know what software to download so i will just go to my husband's computer and steal it and he's very busy this week maybe this was the wrong i'll i'll figure it out you said i I don't have like three hundred dollars to buy the software that i know no you said you have garage band right Yes. Yeah, you can. Do, I couldn't can figure do out how to cut band. anything on GarageBand, um, but I will find a guide. If yeah, if if we depending on what we decide, I guess I can jump on editing. If if the other yeah, the, the, the other thing Ken can edit if. But he wants to write, and I'm not very funny, so that makes sense to me. Or well, I mean, I could be lead if uh, you know. I, I don't. You know those those uh, dating videos uh like something like a dating thing for podcasters and just kind of depict podcasters as like sad people who want dates and you know i don't know if you've seen 
Like there's some like old dating videos on. Well, YouTube. the only problem with that is that feels very much like a game show, and I'd rather not revisit game show. Uh, so if I can pitch one thing that I was thinking, I would, okay. uh, and, and it's, yeah, I think it's, I think it's something that's doable from a writing perspective. And I think you can have a lot of fun with it on the back end. Um, some sort of scripted spoof on either like one of two television show genres, nineties, uh, family sitcoms, like your full house, your family matters, or like seventies cop shows, i.e. like chips, um, Playing in both of those aesthetics seems to be really fun. Uh, with the 90s game shows, you get a lot of like audience interaction with the with the laugh track, right? Um, you uh-huh. get to go really sort of broad with the characterizations. And then same with the 70s thing, right? You get to have a lot of fun with the, you know, sort of like wah-wah porno kind of, you know, chase soundtrack and some little sound effects and things like that. Um, that's Ken, I don't know who... advanced editing. That way, that way. Kelly wouldn't want to I was going to say, that sounds awesome, that. but there's, you know, I'll put all the sounds in at the beginning and it'll be placed your own sound wherever you like it i'm gonna do that okay so that that's the, the first joke you're just gonna all of these sounds will be used in the podcast imagine them when they're appropriate okay next <laughs> i haven't really figured out what they respond to positively i know they Me don't neither. like like they seem to not like subtlety but they also don't like over the top slapstick and so you want to like, know well, why what's because the not- in between of that it's like, because they don't like one thing. They like something. That's why I was adamant about not being scripted. Notice they love that part. That was their favorite part. So yeah, it's like, yeah, I really, I really weird. listen to what the judges ask for next time. And they did specifically yeah. ask for multiple times that they do want scripted. So I think yeah. we're definitely dead well, on for that. Cool. We got to, that's it, you know? So okay. But we have to use archival sound. Right. So what does that mean? Boy, this is. <laughs> <laughs> they really threw it on us this year, huh? Or this week? Yeah. Let's see what. Let's, no, no, let's I just, think you were right the first time. This year. This year. <laughs> let's just look this up real quick, right? We're all at our computer. It's Prelinger Archive. I guess it's archives.org, right? There's a lot of older stuff. So if you guys wanted to do something that was like older, right? Like some sort of, I don't know, like, you know, 1940s, you know, news program, right? Like with like that. Uh, you know, old timey announcer voice, or if you want to do like, uh, except I can't talk in the old timey announcer voice. And remember, <laughs> they were really mad when only one person could. Yeah, 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 for sure. So um, we can do like a, a fake fifties, uh, like broad sci-fi, like them or oh, know, that would be from fun. Space. We should totally destination do that. Earth, right? And you're like ah. Stuff It'll like be that. funnier if they're taking themselves seriously and they're totally hilarious. Oh, we should totally. Oh, let's do that. Can do we do that? that? Please, oh, let's do dude, that. At I'm least down, let man. me have fun. I love that aesthetic. So 1950s sci-fi. Let's, let's yeah. specify there. So like would B-movie, it be like. B-movie horror slash sci-fi yeah, exactly. or 60s sci-fi. Yeah. One or the other. So, yeah, I like where we're going. I'll try and get some like kind of a raw, a little more flushed out for our meeting Things were looking good for the unsolicited manuscript. They were hoping to come up with a solid concept before their special coaching session. Each team got a special comedy coaching session with Karen Foreman, a stand-up comedian and improv podcaster. Now that the team had a 50s sci-fi idea, they could bring that to Karen and get some ideas on how to make it funny. Ken Kelly and... I feel like I should have been named Keith or something right here, right? Um, anyways, <laughs> thanks for meeting with us. Like I said, um, so basically uh, the premise that we came up with is that we are going to do a spoof of a radio play of sort of a 50s sci-fi 
very exaggerated, right? Like War of the Worlds for radio plays or, you know, them or it came from outer space for like film. And then it'll lend itself to a lot of very distinctive uh, sound effects from that era, Mm -hmm. as well as the fact that we noticed that there was a lot on sort of the atom bomb and, uh, you know, the Cold War scare and mm -hmm. duck and cover. Um, And so and I'm a big film buff as it is. And so that actually reminded me of, you know, they would use that as a device in a lot of those films where it's like radiation from the atomic bomb test fell out. And now this man is an ant. Right. And (laughs) and that's kind of where we're at right now. Oh, my gosh. I love this idea so much. I am a huge like Twilight Zone fan. So I just love it. I love that you're going in sci fi direction. I think that's really smart. But how do we kind of balance? the the jokes and the story and not be chaotic and not be not funny i always find that the funniest the funniest thing is the truth so i would go to um like relationship the relationship of the characters to each other making that their relationship the most important thing and have like the weird things just be, you know, just kind of exist and trust that those things will be funny. Like, I feel like if that stuff is grounded and earnest, then, you know, you can kind of be as... Go for more The Office and not Airplane. But I mean, Airplane really does work. So it's a yeah. sty- it's a it's a style thing. Like what I just um, I'm, I do this improvised podcast, and we it's kind of Twilight Zone esque, and we take a suggestion from the audience of what did you believe was true as a child that you know isn't true now. So like for an example, like if you stay in the bathtub while it's draining, you will go down the drain and end up in a different house. That was somebody's childhood fear. So then we do and we improvise an episode where that is the reality. There's no like question about it. It's just a reality. And then how does that affect the people that are like living real lives in that circumstance? I think because of that, there's kind of a discord where we're not really exactly sure, like how many, like, should we have any jokes? Like, is there a certain joke per minute ratio? Like, I hear what you're saying. Cause like in stand up, I think there is a real formula. Like you have got to say something funny like if your first sentence is the setup, the second sentence has to be the joke. I think for a story, if you're trying to tell a story, I think you it can be a little looser. And I love the idea of going back in and punching things up. I don't know. It just depends on the direction that you go And tell them, tell them what you have, Ken, because you kind of have something built out where it's basically this guy who's like turning into a cricket from radiation, right? That's kind of the central... Yeah, that's yeah. So, so let me ask you. I'm sorry to just jump in here. If we had a, if we had the the female love interest that was, um, you know, just sort of like watching her man turn into a cricket, and mm-hmm. you know, just dealing with you know, the the outfall of, or the the fallout from that, and mm-hmm. you know, pining after like what they used to have, and trying to find the man that's in there. Like, do you think that's um, so we're trying to figure out like what's the straight angle we can play here what's the straight character and how I straight mean, does it have to be yeah it sounds like a really tragic story i really love this whole idea of a guy turning into a cricket like that's so fascinating to me and what are the ramifications mm. of that how does that affect his family his wife like you were saying um can he still do the job he has as a cricket i don't know like I, I just, know, that would be funny that's just a very <laughs> that would be awesome I would just deep dive into that one concept and go from there. And that is time. 
Bobby never had a cool alarm. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm the super secret producer man who had the cool alarm noise. Yeah. You're awesome, Karen. Thank you. Oh, thank you guys so much. Thank I hope you. I could be helpful. And Karen was a tremendous help with the unsolicited manuscripts. She was able to get them on track and hone in on what will make their 50s sci-fi idea of a man turning into a cricket actually funny instead of just hokey. Now it was time to work out the details of how the narrative would unfold and how they were going to get the job done. Well, I think you've you've got a great idea. I just don't think the interview works. It needs to be action. Comedy yeah. is action, right? Comedy isn't just sit and talk with someone. Sometimes people are funny when they do that, right? But like like when Jace was talking about stand up, they they spend months honing that stuff in. Of course, that's funny when they do that. Um, they spend months doing it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think it's just I think it's just a case of a little bit too much, right? I do think the the story is strong enough to hold up on its own. Um, Dude, that if he turns into a cricket like. and then has to go to work, that's f***ing hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he had like an actual like office job. And yeah, like, something 50s, you know, like something, <laughs> you know, he'd have a box lunch, but it would, you know, just be grass. You know, I mean, like just funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like it would, that would be so funny. Kelly, how yes. are you feeling about editing? I'm feeling like I need to throw up every 10 minutes. <laughs> but it's fine. I'll do it. I'll throw up and I'll get right back up. It's fine. Is it is it too late to change roles? Not that I don't, not that I don't want to write. I'm just like, as I'm writing it, I'm thinking that's not an easy edit. I don't want to limit our script because I'm worried about. Yeah, I was going to say, even the notes you put in the script terrified me. Terror is just called living. Um, Well, so there's, there's one reality of this situation that we just want to throw out there, right? Which is Kelly, if you make it far enough, We've been holding off on throwing you into the editor editor role, right? Because it's something that you haven't really done. But then the nature of the reality is that as the productions progress, they're becoming bigger and more intricate, right? So the longer we wait throwing you in, I like I'm just worried that every single week is going to be more difficult than the previous. The thing I wrote last time they didn't think was funny. I'm not really going to write anything different this time. So it's probably not my humor that they want. I like what she said about, uh, you know, making the humor in the relationships. So, you know, really think about, okay, if I'm turning into a cricket, what does my day look like? What changes, you know, how do I brush my teeth, whatever. Yeah. And find the humor in there. The team was settling into a mode to begin getting the work done. Ken was starting to get comfortable with the writing he was going to have to do, and Kelly had begun to accept that she was going to be editing for the first time in her life during week seven of the competition. What they had to do wasn't going to be easy, but they were ready to get to work. Now that they had a firm direction, they were ready to meet with their podcasting coach, Tom Merritt, to get his feedback and help line up their approach. Uh, We will start your time with Tom now let's not waste any of it what can i do for y'all with the nature of the of incorporating the archive sounds mm-hmm. um first question if we just use the sound effects um that are provided on there and some of the background music and sort of incorporate that into um, just our general sound design is that going to check off that box or will that not be considered incorporated enough? Sounds to me like it would check off the box. My question to you as a coach, though, is do you just want to check off the box or do you want to win extra points from the judges for doing it well? 
Obviously, uh, the latter. Yes, yeah, so, exactly. So I would I wouldn't even worry about getting an answer from Ibit whether it checks off the box. I would look for ways to say what can we use from that that will make them st- sit up and say, "Hey, that was a really good use of archived video or archived audio." Yeah. If if what if we uh, like put it on like they're listening to the radio and Eisenhower's talking? Would I mean sure? Yeah. Uh, I would say the more that whatever clip you pick fits the plot, right? Where it almost seems seems like Eisenhower is addressing like you can yeah. you can, again it's a writing exercise right you have to make the conversation before the clip plays make it sound like what, what he's saying is pertinent uh that the more you do that the the more you you're you might impress the judges okay. i say might because yeah. i never really know <laughs> yeah. Those guys. Sure. yeah how um, do you make this funny without making it silly <laughs> well we kind um, the my idea was kind of like play it straight but he is a man turning into a cricket so there like there's like a marriage counseling thing mm-hmm. and like real emotions are coming out but like he's got man cricket problems in, sure. in addition to to regular marriage problems right like so so I, I don't know i thought maybe leaning into that emotion and finding the the the, the funny in there yeah uh, yeah, especially if you make it feel like nobody thinks this is weird, right? Like, like you know, like um, what's something that 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 people fight about all the time, right? They they fight about uh, like who takes out the trash, uh, and, yeah. And you know, and the argument is like, you know, well, you're stronger. You 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 have the <laughs> you can jump the height of ten buildings. <laughs> if you're right. Like it's 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 taking like the obvious. Uh, and adding in the cricket to it in a way that that, that could make it pretty funny, I think. Uh, or Here's your time. All you right. can use that. Food for thought, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. We really appreciate the time and perspective. Yeah, sure. Uh, this is cool. Uh, I, I love a good sci-fi radio drama parody. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> awesome. Cool. After speaking with Tom, the team had the tips and direction they needed to get their script done. Ken wrote up their episode, they recorded the audio, and Kelly got to work editing for the first time in her life. While all that was going on, project manager Jason Peters took some time to talk to me about doing Comedy Week again. As far as it being a second Comedy Week, I think that, you know, it's each week has been a unique challenge in and of itself, and... I don't think comedy isn't necessarily any more challenging than the other ones relative to what our competition is doing, you know? So the thing about comedy is it's hard, it's tough. And the thing is, it's hard for everybody, you know? So generally speaking, all of us have been not super great about getting laughs from the judges and that's kind of come across, but it doesn't seem like there's really any one person or one team that's kind of cracked the code any more than another. So we're at least all on an equal playing field. Really hope that we can please some people this week. I think we're on a good foot. Um, We've got a great script that our writer Ken is working on. And, you know, the only thing we're kind of Wondering is we've got Kelly, who is actually going to be doing her first like real solid editing project. And it's a pretty ambitious script. And so she's definitely getting thrown into the deep end here. But I think she's going to do a good job. You know, Um, 
she's been studying and looking at some YouTube videos. And I think she's also been doing kind of just cutting her teeth on doing some practice demos using some old footage and things of that nature. So yeah, it's going to be definitely a challenge for her, but I think that she's up to it and I'm looking forward to seeing what she comes up with. The coaching from Karen was definitely a benefit. I appreciated the insight that she had to offer. I think that it's interesting though, because even, even within talking to Karen, you know, trying to get a firm direction to go in and saying, oh, well, does this work more than that? Or does that work more than this? Um, it, it's very hard to get a temperature on that. You know, everybody has a different idea of what funny is. Funny is obviously very subjective, pretty much the way anything else is. But with comedy, I feel like it's taken to the sort of nth degree, right? And, uh, you know, I mean, even internally, we've had jokes come up where one teammate thinks it's hilarious. It's one of the funniest things about the entire production and another teammate wants to cut it. Right. And that's just the way it is. You know, it was nice to hear from a professional that, you know, there's not one right way to do comedy and that, you know, when we do have our discussions and we do want to take it in different directions, like it's not necessarily that one of those is in and of itself better or worse than another. I don't think there is a quote better approach to comedy than another because it is so subjective. It's just about you being honest with yourself. On that note, here's hoping that people enjoy what we are able to do and hopefully we're able to do the project itself justice as well. Hello and welcome to Raymond Clyborne's Nighttime Theatre. Brought to you by Full-Bodied Instant Crystals. I'm your host, Raymond Clyborne. The humble atom. So small, microscopic even. Yet within this tiny, swirling speck of neutrons, protons, and electrons holds the key. The answer to mysterious questions. As mankind harnesses the power of the atom, who knows what curiosities will be revealed? What secrets will be discovered? What horrors exposed. For this, dear friends, is the dawning of the atomic age of the Cricutilicus! We begin this tale of terror and dread in a modest house in quiet. As usual, that was just a taste of what the unsolicited manuscripts submitted for this week's challenge. If you want to hear the rest of it in its entirety, check out the America's Next Top Podcaster feed for the full-length submissions. Next, we're going to check in with the questionable ivory drinks. This team, previously made up of just September McCready and Bill Meeks, had absorbed a new team member, Trip Rogers. Trip's team lost the previous week's challenge, and so Trip was sent to go to September and Bill's team, which had won the previous week. Right away, they got to work on their concept, and it didn't take long, as one of their team had already been working on what they wanted to do for Comedy Week. And, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say what I said what I said to Theo and Key that second week. I am not a comedy writer. Well, that's awesome because I I think I've already kind of put my hand up for writing on this. So I, okay. I think we're in agreement that I should write this whatever direction we go. I agree. We, we happen to have a professional comedy writer on our team. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I know Bill has been working on something and looking for the opportunity to do it. And I am hoping this is the week that he meant when he mentioned that a while back. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that that idea that I've been saying I have in my back pocket for comedy week, 
I want to burst it out on comedy. Okay, um, actually, I'm going to go ahead. I just uh, put together a little document. The show's called uh, Love at Night with Bernie Love. And it's a call-in show. Uh, so the basic premise of it is, is that there's this relationship advice radio show uh, hosted by Bernie Love. You'll get several silly calls in a row. Um, in, in trip, I, I would want you to play Bernie Love because uh, you have that great radio voice. Thank right? you. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, he'd get several calls in a row and he'd play kind of the straight man, right? The non-comedy person because he'd be getting all these wacky prob- relationship problems from his callers. And he'd be, he'd be breaking it down and actually giving them semi-practical advice. And then in the last call, it'll be his partner, his wife. You find out that this host did all the wrong things that the callers were calling in about with his wife. And so, uh, you know, it kind of wraps up by him realizing this and realizing that that even as an expert, he has blind spots and that uh, sometimes we can give great advice to other people, right? But we can't give it to ourselves. Wife will be the last phone call. Yeah, exactly. We do do four or five phone calls and, uh, you know, with different problems. And um, then the last call would be the wife, honey, we need to fix things. Where have you found to wedge in the archival sound? The archival sound? Because what I, the way I was thinking, you know, because since I'll be the writer, you know, by, hopefully by Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, somewhere in there, we have a complete script. I can give, in September, since you've been working with me the past couple of weeks, you know how I've been running recording sessions. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think you would be really good to kind of you know, as project manager, run them yourself uh, to collect the footage for trip. And so you guys could go off and produce the script I've written. And while you're off doing that, I can uh, search archive.org and produce three short commercials using archival sound, you know, just sort of like fun little parody commercials. Once we have the script, I might even try and tie them in thematically to Mm. what comes before or after. But, you know, just like three little 30 second spots that we can edit in between the various segments on the show. Okay. So the other thing I wanted to say about uh, the show thing um, that we need to look at, Bill, you mentioned in your doc about bringing in some former contestants as voices yes we need to get permission for that absolutely absolutely because i was thinking i was thinking because i can play one of the callers and then i was thinking maybe we get key and sean white because we've between all of us we all have some connection with those guys yeah we could bring them in to play a couple of the callers i could play one and uh maybe if we have a female caller i can probably pull my wife in but yeah i can ask that in the chat i'll ask that in the chat room after we get done here september and trip seemed to be on board with bill's call-in advice show idea and so they were ready to bring it to their comedy coach karen foreman to see whether she thought that the concept had any comedy potential thank you and hi karen Hi. So uh, Comedy Week is always a weird uh, sort of big challenge on this show. So I've kind of been thinking about it over the course of the past several weeks while we've been doing the other challenges. And I've kind of developed this uh, this concept for our Comedy Week. Uh, it's a, it's basically a kind of a sketch call-in show called Love at Night with Bernie Love. The basic premise of it is that there's this relationship advice uh, radio show hosted by Bernie Love. Mm-hmm. and get several sort of silly kind of extreme calls in a row and he'll sort of play the straight man giving them spot on advice to solve their really absurd problem (laughs) and uh and uh every little piece of 
advice he's given the callers beforehand would have helped him in this fight with his wife. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, we it, the lesson is sort of, um, you know, even experts have blind spots and sometimes we can help anybody but ourselves. And then it'll end on sort of a, a nice warm, fuzzy kind of moment where he reconciles Aww. with his wife. Oh, I love that. That sounds so good. And also, I like that it has heart. <laughs> yeah, that's a, um, I did a improv comedy in Orlando, and that was one thing we always very much focused on. You know, jokes are nice, but uh, the heart's what's important. That's what people will remember when they walk out the door. <laughs> I totally agree. I just, I feel like humor without heart and earnestness, it just falls flat for me. Mm-hmm. So does he, in the phone call with his wife, does he, do you realize like the advice he gave previous to previous callers is stuff that he needs to take on his own. I, I'm of two minds on it right now. On one hand, he could it could be self discovery. On two, it mm-hmm. could be his wife finally getting through to him. I kind of like that a little more because it kind of like motivates the change in him externally. But what do you think? Right. Oh, that. I mean, I guess both could work. And if it's more than one thing, you can kind of play around with um, what feels right. Like I always. With comedy, like doing what feels organic and like what a real person would do. It's like, you know, um, I I like doing what feels organic and um, maybe you don't make that decision before you explore it a little bit. Uh, one, one thing we have structurally right now, and I thought it would uh, be a good way uh, to set the wife off in a bit of contrast. I don't know if it's a mistake, though, it, but it's mainly built around the fact that uh, we want to bring a couple former contestants in to, to voice. So I, I think oh, all of the I think all of the callers would be male until the wife. Do you think that's smarter? Do you think we should maybe because I mean, I could always have my wife play one of those parts <laughs> and step in and, and, and do another call. But do you think that's that's a smart idea? Or do you think we should try and fit another woman in there before the wife? Um, I mean, I'm all for variety, just like that's my first instinct. But if you have like, you know, if it's part of the story and setting it up, and maybe mm-hmm. it's part of his blind spot is that it's easy for him to say this with other men, but not with himself, then I think it would work to do it that way. Yeah, you know, we were, th- we were thinking about, you know, uh, kind of maybe maybe uh, branding it a little bit is like the bro relationship advice show and like oh nice and like maybe put you know ads for like axe body spray or something <laughs> you know, the... excellent nice okay. meeting you. Awesome. Enjoy. So nice to meet you guys have so much thank you fun. karen we appreciate okay. it after getting some validation from karen bill got to work writing the script and the team worked on edits the next day they met with their podcasting coach tom merritt to get some tips on how to push it further and subvert expectations and let's not waste any of it what can i do for y'all well, uh, we have a premise for our show, and mm-hmm. that is, it, it's a call-in show. Bernie loves, so it's love at night, and that's an amp, uh, at sign. And people call in, and he gives kind of relationship advice. A lot of the premises of the advice are absurd. And it kind of turns out he is really bad at listening to his own advice. And I, I kind of, I guess, as if Lilith called into the Frasers show. Gotcha. <laughs> And we're going to be working in the archived footage with creating advertisements that kind of frame, um, they'll be related to the questions in some ways and be a little over the top. I feel like you could, you could elevate this a little. So let's, let's work on that part of it because it's, it's not a bad concept building from normal calls to, uh, and I know it wouldn't be henpecked husband, 
but it's going to feel like henpecked husband if you're just like, oh, and he's bad at relationships at the end. So what do we do to subvert the expectation of like, oh, I know where this is going. He's going to be bad. His wife's going to call in and he's going to be bad. Do we make it a husband? Uh, do we make him really good, but the partner uh, doesn't do what what you're supposed to do? Like you you set up like, well, if you do this, the other person will say, you know, oh, I understand. And then just have him actually good at his job. But but the the partner, the wife or the or the husband fails all the time. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's figure out how to subvert those expectations. Well, I, th- I think kind of the subversion, Tom, is that um, so he is great at giving advice. Every piece of advice he gives is completely spot on. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of us, he he can't see his own blind spots. Yeah, he, but that's obvious. The yeah. the host being the person who can't, that, that's been done so many times, don't you think? Like what examples are you thinking of? I'm trying to... I don't know. I'm just going with my gut here, which is okay. like, I would expect that the joke would be that the husband isn't good at it. Because I feel like I've seen that kind of thing. I don't have, I don't have solid examples. So I'm just trying to encourage you to like put a twist on it somehow. To me, that kind of feels like a twist because the whole time we're setting this guy up as very competent and uh, like he's giving... But everybody knows it's a comedy show. So they know like, okay, well, it can't be, the, it can't be that easy. Yeah, well, the co- in those initial calls, the comedy will come from the absurdity of the people calling in. He's going to be, mm-hmm. be playing more of a straight man throughout. And then the twist at the end, this guy that... Yeah, you really believe in he's a professional. Okay, I guess he has his own relationship problems. I mean, if too, if, you, if you're all feeling it, I'm not, I'm not going to try to talk you out of it. Okay, okay. It, it uh, real quick before they call time on us, do you have any other tips for us? Uh, j- just do what I did at the beginning of this call to for yourselves. You know, don't don't mm-hmm. settle uh, because again, you've you've got. You got to be funny, so you want to put you want to push that envelope and and mm-hmm. and question your own assumptions. Run it by other people as as many times as you can uh, to see what really gets a laugh. You know, mm-hmm. it's like trying out material, right? Um, yeah, that that's all I got. Thank you. Between their two coaches, Bill had settled into what he thought was going to be a solid winner for this week. They were planning to reach out to a couple of the previously eliminated contestants to see if they were willing to be call-in voices on their podcast episode. So September reached out to Sean White and Key Sign for some help. Have a proposition for you from Questionable Ivory Drinks. Interesting. We um, have permission already and... For this week's show, we need a few extra voices and would like to invite you to contribute. Interesting. Show premise is a call-in radio show. Okay. And it's Hmm. at night. Um, Your lines will be a dude calling in for relationship advice, which might be... uh, Presenting a, a ridiculous <laughs> scenario, but then being, you know, taken seriously and given good advice on it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do this. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Yeah, just so, uh, yeah, whenever you can get me the script, I'll take a look at that and uh, start practicing and, and we can go from there. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll get that to you as soon as I can. I, I, we'd love to have you. We were like, okay, we need wanna, we need a couple more voices. Uh, we've Key is also participating sweet. as a call-in. Hi, Bobby. You're not done with me yet, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> People and then I gave say. you a really big part. So they have to live with it now. 
Yep, yep. I, I didn't uh, know anything about this before she just handed me a thing. So she just handed me a piece of paper. I was able to read over it and I formed a character in my head. So I'm functioning on assumptions of a Bill character. <laughs> a Bill <laughs> me character being someone who has listened to the, the fakest and this is my idea of a character that would exist in one of his crazy things. I think I can shorten it up, but the easiest thing to do, because the first one that the first mix I did was I just so you guys can understand was 1525 and I mm -hmm. sped it up and it came to 1450. So again, to speed it up 1%, you're not going to notice the difference. You know, I, 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 I'm, I, like I said, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I get it. It's, it's, um, I mean, I could tighten it up a little bit. I think, you know, you're right. I can go back through and tighten it up and I'm going to, um, but I think it's, I think it's good as it is. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely do too. Like I just, I hesitate to speed it up a little bit just because there, there's a bit of a natural cadence to it. And, uh, like, I, I just worry that it's going to read. It, that it's been sped up a little bit and it, no, I think, okay could you tell it was the first version was it was sped up um I, I didn't clock that as i was listening to it but you know someone like justin or uh scott or it, uh, jenny i might, think it's you know? i think no i think it's imperceptible that's mm -hmm. a, it was only i sped it up again from 1525 to 1450 was I think 97%. Okay. Yeah. If I'm taking 10 seconds off of this, I'm speeding it. I'm going 99. So it's not, you're not going to know only it place was sped I, up. The only place I found it perceptible was my lines because I deliver <laughs> them. I think faster than anyone else delivers lines in the show. <laughs> But if you want, I was going to ask you for the project anyway, just so I can have it for uh, my records. If I want to do like a shorter mix down for work samples in the future for like a writing sample. So problem. if you if you want to, um, you could pass me the project and I can get these done done for you. And uh, like I said, if <laughs> anything comes up in the judging that addresses any of these points that I'd be cutting out. I, no, I will... no, I'll, I'll do it uh, because, I, again, we're going to I, I agree with the. Uh, thought process. I'd like to have a meeting sometime after submission before the judging short scrum. Um, I, I wouldn't, I'd say let's get together and listen to the final edit just real quick before I submit it. Settle in cool cats and kittens. You're listening to love at night with me, your host, Bernie love. I'm here live in studio with the phone lines ready and willing to help you hook your ideal partner. Learn to treat them right. And figure out a way to apologize when you screw it up despite yourself. Dial us up at 555-LOVE. That's 555-5683. And I'll help you find love at night. <sighs> Sorry about that. Your old pal Bernie had a bad night's sleep on the old office couch last night. Long story. Anyhow, on with the show. First up on the line is Bobby from Bradenton, who's having a hard time making plans with his lover. Hey, Bobby. You're on with Bernie Love. Hello, Hammond again. This week, I'm going to tell you about a plugin that I discovered a couple years ago. So it's the CLA Vocal plugin. I heard about it from a singer friend of mine. He said he sticks it in to his mix, all at zeros, turns it on, 
and without any adjustments of the plugin, he sounds better. Now, I can attest to this because I stick it in. I turn off the reverb, the delay, and the pitch because I don't need them because we're podcasting. But I turn in the bass, the treble, and the compression, have them set with some minor adjustments to help with podcasting needs, and it enhances everything I put through it. And I cannot talk about this plugin enough because it's simple to use. The difference is palpable. As soon as you put it in, you hear the difference. Everyone sounds better. You put it in, you make your adjustments to your sound, save it, and you can use it over and over again. I love the CLA vocals. I know tons and tons of singers and vocalists live and die by it. As a podcaster, might seem like overkill, but to get high quality sounds, high quality competitive production value in the podcasting market, this is a plugin I use to make everything sound as good as it possibly can. For more information, follow the link in the show notes, the CLA Vocals plugin, and start sounding better today. Let's quickly hear from podcasting coach Tom Merritt on how he thought the teams were going to perform. Then we'll head on over to the stage to see Brian and the judges. Uh, Team one uh, didn't really like my suggestion uh, that that they try to elevate the end. So I'm really cheering for their end to go over well uh, with with the... uh, uh, with with the judges, uh, so we we focused on uh, ads being the archived uh, footage and how to tie those in and elevate it. Uh, it really feel like this team had their concept and they wanted my help in picking you know the the the, the actual calls. Uh, so I I think I picked good calls for them. Uh, I hope those go over well. I'm still a little skeptical that that ending is is going to land as as well as as they hope. Uh, but I'm always wrong with the judges, so maybe I will be this time, and and team one will knock it out of the park. I'm hoping they do. Team two is doing something near and dear to my heart: a parody and sci-fi. So two things near and dear to my heart. Uh, I'm already on board. Uh, we didn't talk a lot about avoiding being silly. I, I threw it out there. I hope they get that. That that is where a lot of these go wrong is is they make an obvious joke and and we did have an example of you know up to the mandibles it's like yeah that's funny go ahead and say it but that's that's obvious that everybody's gonna go like oh of course they said that you know you really got to push yourself here I like what they're doing with uh, with archived audio and considering how to incorporate it into the storyline I, I think we got on on a good uh, set of thinking here so. I'm looking forward to this. I, I can't wait to to hear the radio drama and and if, whether they go with the anthology thing or or they go with a a, a serialized thing. I, I think it works either way. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Stop Podcaster. It's a masterclass in podcasting that took a commercial break with some archive audio and then came back a reality competition. I'm your host Brian Ibbett. Tonight on the show, it's Comedy Week, and our teams had to integrate some archival audio into the comedy shows. How did they do? We'll find out in just a moment, but first, let's integrate our not-so-archival trio of judges from Infinite Game, Jenny Josephson. Hello. Hello. From the Frog Pants Network, Scott Johnson. Hello. It's good to be back. It's good to have you. Welcome, Scott. And from Dog and Pony Show Audio, it's Justin Robert Young. Hello. 
<laughs> Welcome. And this week, we've got a special guest. She's an actor and stand-up living in Los Angeles who's done commercials, appeared on Parks and Recreation, as well as several indie films. Currently, she's doing stand-up monthly at the Hollywood Improv, and she does an improvised podcast called Sonder, which is a Twilight Zone-type show based on the audience suggestion of what did you believe was true as a child that you know now isn't true. I love this concept. Please welcome to the show, Karen Foreman. Greetings, everyone. Thrilled to be Hello, here. It's, it's great to have you here. <laughs> and thank you uh, for doing such a great job with the coaching of our two teams. Did uh, Roughly, without giving anything away, do you feel like they, they followed your advice? Did they go rogue? Did they do a mix of the two? <laughs> I did not feel that they went rogue at all. I, um, I enjoyed their very clear concepts. Excellent. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to our teams. We're going to start this week with the unsolicited manuscripts and uh, Kelly, Ken, and Jason. Hello. Hello, manuscripts. How's it going? Jason, you were project manager this week. Yes, sir. Uh, Ken is your writer this week, and him also being a fan, longtime listener of ANTP, and knowing that, you know, eventually we'd get to a comedy week. Uh, was any part of this idea pre built for comedy week? Uh, no, I don't think so. Actually, we, uh, as we always do, we, uh, we actually always kind of settle on our concepts through very de democratic methods. So, you know, everybody gets out there and we just pitch ideas and, you know, usually once we have an idea settled, then everyone kind of settles into their role of, you know, writer, yeah. PM, editor, et cetera. But we do at least try to come to a consensus on a general idea. And so, after a number of ideas were thrown out and kind of cast aside, everybody seems to settle on this, uh, you know, playing within this 50s sci-fi <laughs> aesthetic and being a parody of that. And, uh, you know, kind of everybody, everybody was into the idea enough that we were able to come to a consensus. So that's what we went with. Cool. I love the idea of a, of a round table pitch meeting. I think that's a great way to start every, every single week for this show. Yeah. Um, Kelly, I want to talk to you for a second. I'm so, here. Hello. And this I'm... was your first time editing this week. Oh yeah. There was a lot of panicking this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did, how did that go for you? Did you get some help, uh, some coaching from your own team on how to, how to edit? I did. I, they were all here for me and they helped me. And even Jason found me some videos that I could watch. I believe you can learn anything from YouTube, at least on a surface level. Um, and so, but it's just, it's, it's terrifying, but that's part of the whole point of this. I mean, I even volunteered yeah, for, for sure. it. So, uh, you know, I'm like, I'll do it. I need to do it. It's time. Uh, you know, I have a computer. Let me just do it. And you knew it was going to be coming sometime and, and, you know, to, to get any further in the, the, the competition at some point, you're going to be having to edit your own, your own work. So good. Uh, well done. I'm glad you kind of you. jumped into the fire and tried it. And I think you did a great it's job. It's all good. I'll sleep eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no sleep during ANTP. <laughs> all right. Let's get to our judges. We're going to start off with Jenny. Hello. Hello. Um, First of all, I just want to say, wow, if you hadn't really edited before and you actually did all that editing, I mean, I'm really impressed. That that was a lot of work. Here, here. <laughs> like, yep, thirded. So whatever it took to get that done, I I'm impressed. Like the radio scripted drama as a subtle comedy slash commentary has a long and uh, notable history, most uh, popularly in the 40s and 50s with Bob and Ray and Mary Backstage, Noble Wife and things like that, where the soap opera part of it was just like the cover for another type of comedy, right? Like they were using the format, but the comedy was actually talking about, um, you know, the issues of the day. 
Uh, so if you want to, you know, keep going with something like this, I would really suggest going into, um, wherever you can find Bob and Ray with a podcast, you're just always trying to make a thing that your audience will like and coalesce around and ideally form a community around. Right. So I think that if you had a bunch of, um, people who couldn't sleep, which is where a lot of most of the late night radio and television uh, bits originated. And maybe they were not exactly on their highest level of um, sentience that they would find comfort in this, right? That they would find the meaning that they would find the zigs and the zags. But I was sadly so sober and awake that I was not able to do so. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you very much, Jenny. Uh, Justin. A meta question uh, that I ask every year that we do Comedy Week. Uh, Why, why, why does everybody need to do a scripted show? Uh, It is not the dominant form of comedy in in, in the world of podcasting. Everybody who is on this judging panel does a show in which they make their friends laugh. Maybe one day contestants on this program will listen to my calls and just do a show that doesn't involve the very, 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 very difficult uh, uh, scripted comedy world uh, and and do it on one week's time when you also have to do a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, Maybe Uh, this was not my year, but uh, uh, maybe next year, like the Cubs. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that being said, while I do very much uh, uh, appreciate the fact that there's a lot of work that goes into this, and if this was the first time editing, that's very impressive, uh, putting the cricket sound underneath every time our main character speaks. I'm afraid I've lost my appetite for meatloaf since what? since the incident is just something that plays defense against the comedy. It was irritating uh, to listen to, and that is uh, a hard, I mean, comedy week. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) You could have started and ended with that, and it would have been totally understood what you meant by it. (laughs) Uh, Scott. Okay, so... I I feel a little uh, in left field here in terms of the overall take this week. Um, so I'll just say this: we've we've all said it in one way or another, and I'll I'll say it my own way. Comedy week is near to impossible. It's very hard. Uh, you guys know that, and it's never been easy in the past. I don't think anyone's ever really pulled anything off. I agree with Justin about you know more conversational comedy is usually the way. Well, we all roll here. Um, so I'm a little surprised we didn't play to those strengths. However. Knowing that, knowing how hard it was, and also hearing your comments about editing, this is the one I preferred this week. Um, I la- The only time I actually laughed out loud was when there was a little buzz under the guy's voice. And it wasn't the whole time there was a buzz under his voice. There was a moment where his answer was like, yes or no. I don't remember, but it was a, like a one word answer. And you put the buzz in when he said no and yes, and I laughed. So you got me laughing. The only thing I laughed at this week was that. So you deserve some points for that somehow. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Karen, how about you? Yes, um, I would definitely agree with a lot of what you guys have been saying. The editing is just incredible. I can't believe you did that in 
just a few days. And uh, I also agree that the effort that you put into making this episode was, it really showed up. Um, I loved all of the background music that you put in there. I loved all the old footage, audio footage that you used. Um, I felt like you really, you know, stepped up to that challenge really well. And I, I liked a lot of the the language that you used just because it was like kind of scientific and uh, weird. I also liked <laughs> like some of the little things like fighting about the mother-in-law. Like I, I like things that are kind of grounded in reality that I can relate to. And so I really enjoyed that. And I, I, I would have loved, um, I think more like emotional stakes. That was the one thing that was kind of missing for me. Um, because I could tell like how much effort you put into it. I wanted to hear that passion in your, your voices as a couple, um, and how heartbreaking that was. Um, and maybe even bringing in a little more of the language of the time, um, which I loved how you did that with the narrator. Yeah. Overall, I, I was really impressed with what you guys did. Great. Thank you, Karen. And thank you, uh, unsolicited manuscripts. Excellent. Thanks everyone. That let's move over to the questionable ivory drinks. Hello. Salutations. Hello. Hello. And the Bernie Love at Night podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So September, as you were project manager this week, did, did you guys struggle at all with inserting archive audio or did you feel like it, um, it meshed in really well with what you were doing? It ended up going terrifically i I kept trying to get more in um (laughs) like Mm -hmm. we cut some and i was like no no we need more um it's it's (laughs) it's part of the specs but we initially had an idea to use it as commercials um Mm -hmm. and then it's a good thing we didn't because they did Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but we ended up building it into the character into Bernie's character and clips of him and stories he would have covered and it ended up being inextractable from the script because when the turn comes and he's not behaving with his own good advice with his wife, it's part of the arc that he's been spending all his dang time looking for these clips. Um, You guys also, in addition to uh, the three of you had a couple special guests this time around, who did you have? Oh, I'm so excited. We had Key Sign as uh-huh. our uh, Florida man time traveler, Bobby. Now, Bobby, what's your problem? It's, it's my girlfriend, Jennifer. I, I take her out for payday dinner every other Friday, but when I ask her where she wants to go, she just says, oh, I don't know. And Key nailed it with kind of like changing the aging the voice. And so that was really exciting. And Sean White was Scott. Oh, he was Scott. Yes, Scott, the Digimon Pokemon guy. But there's one issue keeping me from going all in on this relationship. What's that? She's into Pokemon, and I'm into Digimon. And also the announcer at the end. Yeah, boy, these names so familiar. Bobby, Scott. Uh, just I, I couldn't tell where I where seriously these didn't were catch from. that until like Thursday. <laughs> I swear we weren't pandering. Okay, so uh, uh, like I told the other team, uh, it's the simple truth is uh, comedy week sucks, and uh, you guys were handed uh, a hard uh, a bunch of stuff to do. So I'm trying to judge this week's stuff based on the amount of time that you had and how horrific comedy week can be, uh, and then how you did. Um, unfortunately it wasn't my favorite of the week. And I think part of the reason is, um, there's a thing you guys did toward the end that, that can work really well in 
radio, drama and comedy or television for that matter, movies, whatever. And that is that most of it's for funnies. And then there's part of it that's kind of like this serious moment, the husband and the wife stuff. And that stuff usually uh, is, a, it can be really interesting. And I could think of a whole bunch of examples, but you know, anytime you see a comedy, like, I don't know, parks and recreation, and then they have like a moment that is sort of touching, that's really hard <laughs> to do. And I would give you the eighties as an example of when no one knew how to do it. Uh, every sitcom in the eighties had horrible <laughs> attempts at doing this. Everything was like blossom where it's laugh, laugh, laugh. Well, if you thought blossom was funny, I didn't, but <laughs> I sure, did. sure. blossom rules. I stand yeah, blossom. blossom. Uh, look, you're a blossom generation, Justin. I, I knew that coming in here tonight, <laughs> but, uh, the cheers did a decent job of it here and there, but even they would falter sometimes. It's not. So my point of all of that is I don't think it's impossible. I just think it's really, really difficult. And I think that there was clear effort here on everybody's part to make that work. It just wouldn't resonate for me. Um, and it could be a me thing. We'll see what the other judges say, but it just ended up not kind of being my favorite. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to a very special episode of Jenny's Review. Hello. Okay. So, again, most of the way through it, I thought it was a very clear, simple call-in radio show, right, uh, That with a clearly defined central character and recurring, you know, characters. And then my only problem with it, and I was fine with the, with the wife calling in, I thought that was the button. I thought that was a really good button and it could have ended there. I think my problem was with the time travel part because when you have a concept 14 minutes out of the 15 minutes all the way through, even if one of your guys calls in and says he's a time traveler, that's fine. Radio has Mm -hmm. crazy callers all the time, right? Um, But then you change the rules of what it was. And all of a sudden it was a sitcom, not a call-in comedy show. And there was going to be a tune in next week when, and that broke my sort of formatting rule, which is if you're setting up that it's a sitcom, set it up. If it's Frasier, but with time travel, and this is the end of season one, I, I frankly would have classified this more as a pilot, which is like, you think the whole episode that you're doing a call in comedy show, like a Frasier or a, you know, um, a WKRP in Cincinnati or something where it's really supposed to be that thing. And then you get thrown a loop at the end, kind of like future man, right? It wasn't the time traveler stuff. And I think knowing when to stop a thing, like look at Peter Jackson, that guy had 75 endings to his final movie. He, even though I love them all, <laughs> there probably could have been just one. So I think knowing where you're actually ending and knowing what the premise of your bit is, is uh, important because that's where the comedy lands at the end. <laughs> uh, let's go over to Justin. Jenny does a show called Tell It Anyway, where a bunch of people talk to each other and make each other laugh. Uh, uh, Scott does a show called The Morning Stream, where he talks to his friend and they make each other laugh. I do a show called Great Night, where I talk to my friend and, and we make each other laugh. One year on Comedy Week the contestants will listen to me and they'll do a show where they make each other laugh. Alas, this was not my year, but we continue. Nevertheless, you put trip in a position to succeed uh, because he's got the voice. 
You were able to carry uh, things forward. I disagree with Jenny. I think that this is not a sitcom. I think that this is a sketch. I think that the only problem with it is that the other characters are not as funny as the time travel character. In fact, uh, it, uh, it does in spades. It follows in spades. My personal rules of comedy, two of them. Number one, have we introduced time travel? And number two, <laughs> if no, can we please introduce time travel? Uh, because of that solely, this was my favorite of the week. Uh, thank you, Justin and Jenny. <laughs> Let's go over to Karen. Hello. Um, well, as I had said it when we were coaching, I just, I really love this idea of um, Bernie Love's call-in show. I think it's such a strong idea. And the, and the story was just so clear right from the beginning. And I think as an audience member, it's really comforting to understand what's happening when you're listening to something. And I felt like I really just immediately um, understood what was going on. I also really loved the writing. Um, I thought it was really clever. And I liked all the time travel stuff. And I actually liked ending on that. Um, it's just kind of a wacky thing. And I agree, like, ending, trying to find endings for things is so freaking hard in comedy. So um, I kind of enjoyed that. Um, the I think the one thing that was missing for me was uh, when the wife called in, I wanted more of a, like, very drastic tone shift. And um, it didn't feel like as much of a shift in the tone for me as I, as I kind of want it because you're building up to it for so long. And of course I knew it was coming. Um, so yeah, that was the one thing that I would have wanted something slightly different from, but I really enjoyed it. Great. Thank you, Karen. Sure. And thank you. Questionable ivory drinks. All right. So our judges had, uh, all that stuff to, to work with, not just the stuff we do every week, the, the creativity, entertainment value and sound quality, but also the premise, the concept, the writing, the delivery, was it funny? And of course, uh, their own choice, uh, and also the integration of the archival audio, uh, they rated each of those factors and we've added all those up. And this was um, maybe one of the closer ones, certainly one of the closer ones we've had this season. Just a few points separating each team, which is um, uh, which is really, really close when you figure all of these different factors that are going into it. And our winning team this week is... The Unsolicited Manuscripts. Congratulations, Jason, Kenny, Kelly. Well done. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, great job. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of that is attributed to your your editing, uh, Kelly. So keep at it. Definitely. You, you did, especially for a first time, you did a great job with it. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. And unfortunately, that means if you're doing the math at home, that means the questionable ivory drinks well, were not the winners this week. Sorry, guys. Um, I think, uh, you know, as you just heard the, the, the ending didn't resonate with all of our judges, the, um, uh, the style, the, 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 the type of jokes that were being in there and, and maybe, um, uh, the lack of a, a direction and flow in parts of it, um, were some issues that, uh, that our, our judges had issue with. Um, so. Uh, judges and I will now jump over to our chambers and they will deliberate to see, man, of our few players still left in this thing, who unfortunately is going to have to leave I us. Would, uh, Brian, before you guys go, yes. I would just like to say yeah. that, you know, um, my team supported me this week. I came uh, with the 
this idea to them. So I think if anyone should go, it should probably be me. But I mean, you guys deliberate, but I, I should be the one to go. You're not my dad. I'll do what I want. <laughs> 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 All right. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, difficult week. I mean, obviously with these teams getting down to, to three people, it's, you've got to figure out where the, the fault lies the most with this. And, um, and where was it? What were the roles? What were the roles? The roles again? Yes, absolutely. So uh, September was project manager. Bill was the writer and Trip was the editor. Well, it's the and writer. Bill has, Bill has already said that he should be. Yeah. He's on the sword. Basically, Bill put the sword up to his chest. He didn't fall on it, but he was waiting for one of you guys to push. He's not allowed to. He's yeah. not allowed to fall. <laughs> yeah, right. we have to push him on it. If, if he's going on it, we'll I, there. I mean, I do it the other way, right? Uh, could you send home the project manager for what was essentially a well-managed project that sounded good? Wait, what's the, what's the worst part about this? Are we, I mean, like, I feel like we spent the most time talking about the ending, but I don't really feel like the ending was the, was the thing that bothered me about it. Well, if that's well, it the wasn't case, a funny I mean... concept, and it wasn't done funny, but we're not sending people home for their acting unless you say that the editing was slow-paced or something like that. The, the editor, in my mind, the editor for both of them should go home because these were both 15 minutes! Yeah. They don't need to be 15 minutes. They don't have to be 15 minutes. I don't know why I turned into Jerry Lewis, but it does not need yeah. to be 15 minutes. Five minutes. Yes, Justin, you've made your decision. God damn it. You got me. You just waited. You just knew I was eventually just going to get start yelling. It looks as if we've made our decision. All right, we're back with the judges here. And, uh, you know, Jury had the most interesting point. These things were 15 minutes long. He wants to get rid of both editors uh, in a double elimination. <laughs> I told him, I told him we can't do that. I told him no, uh, but uh, I, he really I swear, me on it. Wait, how, how secret are these secret deliberations? <laughs> 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 not at all. Not at all. I mean, not, not that I all. care. And what it came down to for the judges was the writing and um, specifically the, the issues that Scott brought up. And, uh, and so it is because of that decision that I'm sorry, Bill, but we have to say goodbye to you on the show here. Brian, I would just like to say that I'm very upset right now because I am so happy to have participated in this project and it's going to be a a dearth of joy in my life not to be joining you guys here every week. I'm so upset right now. Aww. Bill, you're a, a, a an exceptionally talented individual. You, you Creatively, you are uh, and, and have long been since I've known you a supernova. Um, you were a credit to this uh, to this competition. And to be totally honest, if you didn't throw yourself uh, uh, under the bus and dare us to hit the gas, <laughs> you probably wouldn't be going home this week. <laughs> Excellent. All right, the rest of you, are you ready for your next challenge? I hope so, because uh, that's what I'm about to tell you about. We've seen a lot of different podcasting skills and styles represented in the competition so far this season. We've seen audio dramas, scripted nonfiction, single host narration, two host discussions. Heck, we've even seen a kid's show this season. The thing is, in all these different styles, you've always had the editor as your protector. And if you messed up, you just retake the line and the editor sorts it all out in the end. 
But not all podcasters operate that way. Some podcasters, like those who work in a live setting, only have one take to get it right. They sink or swim on their ability to prepare ahead of time and think on their feet in the moment. But it's not enough to simply have you record your podcast in a single take, live to hard drive. No, because even those podcasters who do that have control over their tone, their content, their style, and every other detail about their show. They even have the ability to correct it if they accidentally introduce the wrong cover song, uh, for example. No, we want to see how you think on your feet and conduct yourself in a situation that is largely out of your control. Podcasters often have to go into somebody else's show to promote themselves. And in those situations, you'll live or die on your ability to think on your feet, match wits with the hosts in an entertaining and engaging way, and just make them feel like you're a worthwhile addition to their show and content. So followers of previous seasons of ANTP have already guessed what's coming by now. For your challenge this week, you're going to be appearing as a guest on the daily live show, The Morning Stream. I've heard of this. Hosted by none other than Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett. You're going to be appearing on an actual episode of their show, of our show, for a 10-minute guest spot promoting your podcast. Scott's going to be judging you right there in the moment as the host of the show, and the other judges are going to hear a recorded version of your guest spot. You're also going to be judged by the audience of the show, and audience members will be given a score sheet and asked to rank you as well. Uh, Don't think that the lack of editing is going to mean that you just get to sit back and relax, though. Start preparing your promotion. Get ready to respond to the rambling antics of the hosts. I didn't write that. And take this as an opportunity (laughs) to finally let people know who you are and how you can stand on your own. You're all going to be solo contestants from this point forward. And, of course, any advice from the judges? Do you guys have any, uh, as as all three of you do live shows, actually all four of you, Karen, with, your, uh, with, with Sandra and Improv, all four of you do some great live content. And uh, any advice for our teams? Well, if I had any as the guy, oh, one of the guys they're going to be talking to on these live shows, it would be all you got to do is be a good mark, a good interview. And and I'll provide the rest. So I, I think I think that the number one thing I would say is take a sigh of relief after the last two pseudo comedy week and then real comedy week and relax a little after those two you know tough challenges and just sink into that one and be yourselves and i think it'll go great for all of you uh karen any any advice as the host of an improv podcast i would just say have fun it's great advice (laughs) absolutely great advice all right then That's going to do it for this episode. So on behalf of our judges, our coach, our producers, and everyone who works behind the scenes to keep all the wheels moving in the right direction, this is Brian Abbott saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on America's Next Top Podcaster. I want to thank everyone so much for having me on. Brian, Scott, Justin, Jenny, Tom, Bobby, and all my teammates. I hesitate to mention any of them by name because I don't want to forget one because like, we've swapped around a couple times, right? I just want to say this pandemic has been pretty isolating to me. Um, I, I mean, I've had my family, uh, which is great, but I haven't had real collaborators, you know? So what I was really looking for was new ideas, new directions I could move, and a chance to connect with fellow creatives, which I think I got in spades. Hey Marie Molecule is a podcast I never would have thought to do on my own, but I think it's pretty good, right? I think it's going to make a great uh, sample for me to show what I can do. 
I do have to take a second here to shout out September and Trip and really all of my teammates because there were several times throughout the competition I asked my teammates to trust me, and they did, and we won. This last time, it didn't quite work out like that, but I'd promised my team that if it came to that, if it came to someone having to leave, I would fall on the sword. I would do it. If I'm not a man of my word, what am I, right? I want to wish all my teammates who are still in it, especially uh, September and Trip, who were with me right at the end, good luck as they move forward. And if you need an extra voice for something, I'm here for you. America's Next Top Podcaster is hosted and created by Brian Ibbett. Hammond Chamberlain is our executive producer. The show is written and edited by our producer, Bobby Frankenberger. Alex Albisu conducts our post interviews and is our Patreon manager. Social media community manager is me, Monica Stone. Thanks to all our patrons and sponsors. And most of all, thank you for listening. For more information, go to America's Next Top Podcaster.com. Oh,